Hey, it's Marina, travel experta. Today, we're going to be talking about Manuel Antonio National Park. Is it worth to get a guide or go on your own? Are you guys ready for an adventure? Let's begin. Manuel Antonio National Park is probably the biggest attraction when you arrive to Manuel Antonio in Costa Rica. It is definitely the number one thing that you should do simply because it's really cool. Secondly, it's also where you can see the most wildlife. It's really well preserved and taken care of. It is a national park, so it is completely run by the Costa Rican government. And the one thing about Costa Rica is they really value their nature reserves and their national parks because that is what makes Costa Rica known for what Costa Rica really is all about, right? The whole nature and ecosystems. So National Antonio National Park is a humid forest, right? So before you understand anything else, that's something that you do need to understand because there are many. That's the cool thing about Costa Rica is that there are so many different ecosystems all within a several hours of one another. Before we get into the actual national park, there are certain things you need to do regardless if you go with a guide or not. Number one, you need to buy your tickets online. Obviously, if you hire a tour company, they will do that all for you. But you do need to buy it online if you are going to go on your own and then get a guide once you arrive to the park, which there is absolutely no shortage of and probably a much cheaper option. Okay, so you, you need to buy them online. You cannot just arrive there to buy the tickets. Monday, uh, Tuesday, uh, the park is closed in entirely. So remember that Tuesday, you cannot go to the park. The earlier you get to the park, the better it is. 7 a.m. is when it opens for many reasons. Number one, less people, more wildlife. Okay, always think of wildlife. When do they normally come out? Usually in the mornings, right? Also, it gets hot, 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 hot. And on top of being a humid forest and being hot, it's hot. So obviously, 7, 8, even 9 in the morning, it's very doable. It is an easy walking park. So you don't need to worry too much. And it even is, it could be pretty even uh, handicap accessible. The trails are really well done. So it's definitely a really good park for uh, wheelchair access as well. You do need to wear comfortable shoes. You don't need to wear sandals, even though there are portions of the park that leads you to the beach, which you could go on the beach whenever you want and just hang out and swim. Several things. You are not allowed to bring anything at all into the park other than water and your phone and obviously a camera if you're bringing that. No food whatsoever because they do have a little store, little tiny restaurant inside, but also to keep it really clean. And because of that, really minimizes the garbage. Okay, so you really need to remember that. There are, there's a beautiful trail that you could take all along or there's a main road. So, and they're pretty much similar in all ways. Like I said before, they do have bathrooms inside. It's very well taken care of. Now, is it worth to go with a guide? So it's about $18, including tip, to enter the park if you're just going to go on your own per person. Obviously, for a child, it's a little bit cheaper. With a guide, depending on the guide that you either hire beforehand or a guide that you get at the door, 
they will range between 45 to 65 dollars per person they do have a binocular if you're lucky you might see several animals the tour will take you much longer you certainly will learn about the flora and the fauna I personally did not see a reason for it, but you could certainly enjoy that. You know, you do learn a lot. They all speak really good English. There are many guides right there at the park itself. So you can always find a good guide, even if you don't find one before that, right? So you do need to remember during busy season, it gets packed like a Disney World packed. I came off season because that's when I usually like it. And even though I came at 8.30 in the morning, by the time I was leaving around 9.30, 10, it was getting packed. I was totally impressed the fact that there are so many people, but I cannot even imagine the amount of people that are going to be there during the busy season. So remember, really calculate your time. So if you're going to be coming during the busy season, Get there at 7 in the morning. Be the first ones there. The majority of people come 9... 9, 10 a.m. and much later. The park closes at 4 p.m. Now, if you are driving, this becomes really tricky. So as you are driving on the road, there's only one road, so you cannot get lost. You will start to see people looking very official, telling you to pull over, questioning this, and they're like, okay, you have to park here. Nonsense. It's a good kilometer before you even get there. There is no official official person ever telling you anything until you have entered the park. So get as close to the park as you possibly can and park your car there. The price of the parking is a huge, and that usually, and you'll know when you're there is because it's the very end of the road. It's a cul-de-sac. You can't go anywhere else, right? You'll see the beach on your one side, and then there's this cul-de-sac. That's when you know that you're as close to the park as you can be. Parking is usually around seven, eight dollars, and you can leave it there all day so you can hang out at the park as much as you want. There is no official parking lot for the national park, so you do have to park in a private lot beforehand. Just remember, there are going to be a ton of people waving you down. Those are all lies. You could get scammed very easily like that, and they could charge you too much, only for you to find out that you're really far away. So the, just get to the cul-de-sac and then figure out where you want to park. That is a really important thing. So again, it really is up to you how much knowledge you have about wildlife. Do you really want to learn about every single little tiny plant and stick and tree? Obviously, some people really enjoy that, and I respect that, but some people get bored, right? And some people just want to enjoy the park on their own. So you need to understand your own taste. But I do know from my own experience, they're going to tell you that you're going to see all this wildlife. You might see one or two things extra with the guides, but not really. It's more about learning about the flora rather than the actual fauna, right? Because you might get lucky and you might see a sloth or whatnot, but there's lizards everywhere. You'll probably see that sloth. You'll see deer. So you uh, monkeys, they're, they're becoming more rare all the time. So remember, this is really up to you. But you do need to take into account all the other to-dos that I have mentioned in this episode. If you have any other questions or any other feedback, please let me know. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave me a review. Share it with your friend. And remember to make every day an adventure.